thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. We invite you, get a notepad, get your Bible, follow along with us, bring your faith. Yes. Amen. Because I, I so appreciate what God has put in my heart for the broadcast today. Um, I always look to the Holy Ghost to say, what direction? Um, and just shortly before, a short time before we started filming, God dealt with me and uh, gave me a direction for us to go in. When he gets specific, very specific like he did for this broadcast, it's because so many need it. Yes. It's because it's something that's tripping up a lot of people. Yes. And many times... You know, part of the skill of the word is recognizing in our life what isn't of the word. Fear. Sometimes people are so entrenched in a flow of fear, they don't even recognize because it's become a way of life for them. Part of the skill of the word is even just recognizing fear because fear can so infiltrate people's ways of thinking that they just think they're being responsible when they're really being fearful. Um, then uh, this, this, what we, we began on the previous episode talking about is people living under a sense of condemnation, Mm -hmm. shame, guilt, Mm -hmm. embarrassment, not only that regrets trying to live their life under a cloud of regrets about how they have lived their life. We can't move forward in the fullness of what God has for us, trying to carry around a bag of regrets and dragging that thing with us. But what I recognize is when the Holy Spirit has me to go this direction and he spoke so specifically about it, it's because so many are dealing with that. And I would dare to say we need to become skillful at recognizing if we're trying to live this this life of faith Mm -hmm. holding to a bag of regrets. Because sometimes regrets become such a way of life for people that they don't even recognize that that's what's robbing them of their flow of faith. That's what's robbing them of health. That's what's robbing them of prosperity. Why? Because it hinders their faith from working. So anything that calls for faith is going to be affected whenever we're entrenched in wrong thinking. Um, so that's really a skill of faith is to recognize when we're thinking differently than the word. Amen. So I so appreciate that the Holy Ghost is having me to address this because just because we're human, you know, but we're not only human. We're also divine. 
We have the life of God on the inside of us. We're going to let that divine life, Mm -hmm. the life of God that's on the inside of us, take the lead instead of the human side taking the lead. Amen. So we looked, we started yesterday looking at Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4. Um, this is such a wonderful healing passage, but my, 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 there's so much in it for our everyday life. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Mm -hmm. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. Um, The Amplified of verse 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. Look at that. What would distress you? What about trying to live with a bag of regrets? That's a distress. (laughs) Right? What about fear of the future? That's a distress. What about worry? That's a distress. Anything that raises the blood pressure. (laughs) Anything that puts the cloud over the face. Anything that takes a smile away from you. It's a distress. He bore it. He bore it. it. So when we talk about he bore our griefs and sorrows, you know, my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly in 2013. Uh, certainly grief and sorrow could have come in at that event. But let's not limit that we're redeemed from uh, grief and sorrow only in those kinds of events. We're redeemed from grief and sorrow over anything that would distress us. Regrets of our past, regrets of wrong decisions, regrets of taking... Uh, what about this going in businesses we shouldn't have gone in or putting our money in a place we shouldn't have. Some people lost, have lost homes. They've lost businesses. They've lost marriages. Some have lost children and regret the way they've raised their children. Well, I want you to know we have a savior to redeem us from all of that. Amen. And as we will stand on the word, God will restore things, but not until we address our thought life. Can we receive what he's done for us? us. All of this, it's not just about our feelings. It's about our way of thinking. We have to recognize, we need to hold to this verse in Isaiah 53, verse four. He bore my griefs and sorrows over how I messed up. (laughs) You know, but some people have so lived with that as a constant companion in their thought life of how they've messed up. And not only that, pointing to others of how others have messed them up. We've got to to make sure that we take that to the place that that gets handled once and for all. And that's that's the blood of Jesus. That's not by talking it out and having conversation after conversation after conversation after conversation with ourselves and with others. Because some, many people live under this cloud of, of regrets and sorrow and shame because they keep having wrong conversations with themselves. Yeah. If we're going to live the kind of life that Uh, really a life of freedom, a life of peace, a life of joy. We have to pay attention to what conversations are we having with ourselves? What are we regurgitating Mm -hmm. in the thought life, dragging it back up and thinking about what I did wrong or what they did wrong to me? 
I tell you, that stuff gets old. <laughs> it gets old and it doesn't spend well. You can't spend that and receive yes. anything from of, of God's best. Amen. And so we have to, we, we need to be doers of this verse, putting it in our mouth and meditating on. He bore the grief, yes. the sorrow yes. of my wrong decisions. He bore it. I'm yes. not going to entertain it anymore. Amen. I'm not, you know what this does? It frees us from talking about it. That's right. It frees us yes. from thinking about it. Yes. It frees us from using it against anyone mm -hmm. and, it re and it frees us from using it against ourselves. Yes. What's it mean? It removes the struggle. Yes. Amen. Amen. Him bearing our griefs and sorrows, it removes the struggle. And I tell you what, we've all experienced struggle at some point. Struggle is not struggle is wrong for the believer. Amen. It's wrong for the believer, Amen. but we're learning, we're renewing our minds yeah. and we're locating, what am I struggling with? I'm going to, I'm going to apply the word to that thing yeah. because That's the word good. is That's that good. is the answer and the cleanser of that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, remember what Jesus said. He said to his disciples, you are made clean through the word yes. that I've spoken unto you. Every time you speak the word, Something is cleaned out. It's a cleansing agent. It's a cleansing agent through words. Remember what he said to him, you are made clean through the words, not through the, reha the rehashing, the rehearsing, the repeating, the talking it out. You're, you're made clean through the words that I've given you, that I've spoken unto you. Surely he bore my griefs and carried my sorrows. Every time I say that, that cleanses out yes. that Amen. regret, that Amen. past. Yes. I don't clean it out by talking about it. I clean it out by saying what he did what to he it, did. what he yes. did for me. Yes. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said, you are made clean mm -hmm. through the word. You deal with those things by the word. You don't deal with them by the mind. By dragging this up into the mental arena and just putting it on a spinning wheel up there and just cycling it through and cycling it through because you're, you end up weaving the wrong thing into your life. We, we are to uh, renew our minds with the word. What's that mean? We have to go to the word and the word directs our thought life, yes. not our past directing our thought yeah. life. Amen. 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 And that's not making light of where we've missed it. Yeah. That's having faith in what Jesus did yes. for us. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. And many people, they struggle with this. Um, maybe somebody's life went, had faced a difficulty and you say, you know what? If I wouldn't have done that, that wouldn't have happened to them. You can't live under that. That's good. You can't live under that. Yes. yes, we've all, we've all tripped somebody else up. Others have tripped us up and we've tripped up other people along the way, but he redeems us. He has redeemed us from that. He bore the grief of that, the sorrow of that. That's right. Um, well, anyway, I'm going to try to stay with my notes here because I don't want to leave anything out. But what that means, we're authorized to not think about it anymore. Yes. Think of what that means for life, mm -hmm. yeah. to not think about ah, right. where we've missed it anymore. So to not think about it. 
You talk about peace. You talk about peace. Um, In 2011, God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. That didn't, what he's saying is make that the emphasis of what you especially pay attention to in this season of your life. Haven't you ever noticed that God will direct you in different seasons of your life what to emphasize? Yes. He does that because he's preparing you for what's ahead. So in 2011, when God said that to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace, he didn't tell me why. It didn't matter why. Just do what he said. And I'm so glad I did. Because two years later, there came that event of my husband's unexpected mm-hmm. home going that I needed to, to have skill in the fa- with peace in the face right, of that right, event. Yeah. And um, thank God for the help of that. But practicing peace, and you say, Pastor Nancy, how did you practice peace? What does that mean? Any thought that didn't arrive me at peace, I cast it down. I refused to turn it over in my thought life. I refused in conversations with myself. I'm not just even talking. You know, it's easy to recognize conversations that don't lead us to peace out here. But what about in here? What you're allowing yourself to think about. Pay attention to that first and foremost, because if you'll pay attention to your thought life, your words will fall in line. Did you hear me? If you'll pay attention to your thought life, your words will fall in line because your words follow your thought life. And so I paid attention to my thought life. Uh, And you know, sometimes we can be thinking about the wrong thing for weeks before we recognize we're thinking about it. But that's the skill of the word is recognizing it. That skill is recognizing Mm -hmm. that. And so I practiced that peace, paid attention to my thought life. If it did not arrive me at mm-hmm. peace and joy, I refused to touch it. Mm-hmm. I did, even, if, even if it was something pertinent to my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not just talking about something mm-hmm. that the enemy accused me with that I didn't do. Yeah. I'm talking about something that I might have done. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, I'm forgiven for that. And I, I, now I'm not flippant about that. Right. But I'm in faith about in that. Faith. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And... Um, I ended up being in a place of peace that I go, I've never lived in this degree of peace before. And I mean, I'm just telling you nothing could push me because I was, I was just in the place the word offered. And in that, in that time, I, I, I remember saying to myself, I'm, I'm sure very few people have ever experienced this. Not saying I've reached some great pinnacle. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, so this is the peace he offers us. And very few really know what that looks like. But how do we arrive? Every time a thought tries to trouble it, no, Jesus bore that. That's good. Every time. Every time he bore anything that would cause me grief. He bore anything that would cause me sorrow. Anything. You have to talk this in the face of wrong thinking that tries to cycle through. Wrong, uh, troubling memories, troubling thoughts. Cleanse your memory with the word. 
cleanse it with that water of the word that washes it away. Why? Because the blood of Jesus paid the price for that. Amen. Amen. So we looked at 1 John 1, 9. I want us to go back to there. 1 John 1, 9, we were looking at it in the previous episode, but we want to, we want to keep hammering on this. Listen, I know I'm being repetitive. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't know it. It's just that I must be repetitive to help people recognize yeah. where their help is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, I was saying in, in the break to the studio audience that when someone is in a hole of regret, mm-hmm. a hole of shame, a, a hole of condemnation. You give them a rope, you give them a ladder. It's not just one jerk that gets them out. They have to come up each rung of that ladder. It's a process. They come out step by step. Now, you, if, 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 you, if you give yourself to getting out, you can come out quickly of that place. But if people don't pay attention, they can linger in a place they should have come out of really quickly. That's why I'm taking time to be very specific and restate and restate. What am I doing? I'm putting rungs on that ladder for you. Get out of that place of wrong thinking because that's what the word does for us. It gives us, listen, if it weren't for the word, we wouldn't even know what right thinking looks like. Amen. First John one nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. Now see, look at this. This first part of this first phrase is our part. If we confess our sins, if we, we confess our sins, That's our part in this verse. But look, the rest of the verse is his part. And there's more to his part than our part. He is faithful. And he is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He not only forgives, he cleanses us from unrighteousness. You know what guilt is? Unrighteous conscious. Being conscious, I'm unrighteous. Um, Shame, embarrassment. Sorrow, grief is all thinking about where we missed it instead of what he cleansed us from. We need to become skillful with 1 John 1, 9. Be skillful with it. Receiving that forgiveness. Therefore, when he forgives, he forgets. I forget it. I forget it. I'm not going to let that thing live with me. I'm not going to put it down on a pillow at night in my bed with me. Let it talk to me if I wake up in the middle of the night. Let it sing me. Not a lullaby. <laughs> it's not singing a lullaby. It's singing nightmare stuff. When we're troubled in our thought life about our past, we need to become more skillful with 1 John 1, 9. We need to become more skillful with Isaiah 53, verse 4. Amen. We need to learn to call those up, talk those So I had made this previous statement in the previous episode, but one of the greatest acts of faith a believer can make or stand in is once I confess my sins and I did it wholeheartedly, my heart was, there was a, there was repentance in my heart about it. And I, I, I intend I'm changing, you know, really repentance means change. It doesn't just mean saying, I'm sorry. I apologize. It, do, it, it involves saying, I apologize maybe to somebody, but it means change. Right. Yeah. Some people just say, well, I'm sorry I did that to you, but they don't intend to make a change. Yeah. Yeah. That's not repentance. Yeah. Repentance means I'm not going to go back to that again. Right. Uh, but we, we notice this, that once we've confessed that sin to God, one of our greatest acts of faith is to say, I'm clean. Mm-hmm. 
immediately, that moment, I'm clean. Amen. And you stand back up on your righteousness. You say, I'm right with God. Amen. Therefore, my faith works. Therefore, I can be bold in his presence. Amen. We don't stand back, but we move forward in what God has made ours. When believers... Christians start every prayer. Now listen to this. When they start every prayer with a repentance, mm -hmm. they're sin conscious. Wow. That's good. Good. You understand that? Uh, yes, if we, if we sin, we should confess it. But I guarantee you every time you talk to God, you should not be started off with, I know I'm not this. I know I'm not that. I know I've missed it here. I know I've missed it there. Now pay attention to me because so many are, so many live that way because they think that that's how they get free from the struggle. That's not how you get free from the struggle. Believe the word, apply the blood and then walk free and don't touch it again in your thought life. Quit recalling it. I love this. I love uh, one account that dad Hagen, now Kenneth E. Hagen was our spiritual father for decades and my husband and I. Um, there were, there were different times he had visions. One time he had an experience, Jesus took him to heaven and, um, standing face to face with Jesus, Jesus told him, he said, uh, you, you were unfaithful in, in this phase of ministry that you were in. And then Jesus explained to him how he was unfaithful in that. Brother Hagen said, I fell to my knees. Mm -hmm. And he said, I put my hands on, on Jesus's feet like this. And then I put my head on my hands and I repented to him. And he said, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I, I repent for that. I didn't mean to be unfaithful, but I see where I was unfaithful. I repent for that. And he's going, he's saying it over and over. And Jesus said, all right, I forgive you. Get up. I like that. Yeah. That is so key. All right, I forgive you. Get up. Get up. What's that mean? Get back up on your feet. Get back up on your faith. Get back up on where you're headed. Get back up on your path of righteousness. Get back up. He did not, he did not appreciate hearing it over and over and over and over uh, because you can't move forward talking that way. Yes, we should repent, but we also need to believe that once we repent, we're forgiven and cleansed and we go on. Um, so this is what I'm referring to when I say those believers, those Christians who start every prayer with, I know I should have prayed more. I know I should have read my Bible more. I know I should have done this more. I know I should have done that more. They're living under a sense of sin consciousness. They're more conscious of what they're doing wrong. Instead of just believing that I'm cleansed from that when, when I've repented of it. You're not cleansed automatically if we confess our sin. See, we ha it's not an automatic cleansing. We have a part to play. But I'm just saying people will live under that sense and they just keep pulling it back up and pulling it back up. No wonder people have a hard time receiving in their prayer life. Because the approach is wrong. Come into his gates with thanksgiving. Not come into his gates talking about your misses and mistakes and faults and failures and your past. Amen. Amen. He tells us his, the proper approach into his presence. It's with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. For his goodness and his mercy and the price he paid and for his blood. You see, we, the, the approach matters. And many times people, their approach is so in, in, entrenched in sin consciousness. Well, praise the Lord. To continually and constantly talk about where we've missed it is to magnify our sins instead of magnify the price he paid. What gets your attention is what you're magnifying in your life. What you talk about, what I talk about, what we talk about, that's what we're magnifying. Amen. So to live the life God authored for us, we have to pay attention to our thought life. Pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not Yes, pay attention to what we're saying to others, but saying to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Trying to, many are just trying to mentally reconcile it. You can't mentally reconcile your past. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It took the blood to deal with that. Yes. Your mind can't deal with that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. No one can live peaceful. Mm-hmm. No one can live joyful carrying around what Jesus already bore. That's right. Amen. No one can. No one can. And, you know, my mother used to make this statement to us when we were, when we were growing up. There were four kids. And I, I remember I'd get in the car after school one day. She'd pick, us up, pick me up from school. And I'd say, oh, I don't like this class. I don't like that. She'd say, stop that. Mm-hmm. That complaining is a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's good. Yes. Quit that. Mm-hmm. Well, constantly... Bringing up the past is a bad habit. Right. It's a bad mental habit. Yes. Yes. Call it out. <laughs> call it out. My mother would call that out on me. Why? Because you just get into a certain way of operating. You don't even recognize you're doing it. I remember my mother would say at those times, she said, you need to stop and listen to yourself of how you sound. That's huge. Many times we don't stop and listen to ourselves of how we sound. Stop and listen to your, listen to your thought life, (laughs) how your thought life sounds. What's that mean? We have to break bad mental habits. How do you do it? Speak the word. Jesus bore my griefs. He bore my sorrows. He carried my sorrows. I'm not going to carry them anymore. I'm done with that. Catch yourself. Catch it. That's skill. That skill with the word, that skill with the renewed mind is to catch those wrong ways of thinking and speak the word over that. And as you do, as Jesus said, you are made clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. Well, amen. You don't want to miss next time. We're just going to keep hammering this direction. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. It is possible to live untroubled and undisturbed even in the presence of the enemy. In this book, by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, 
Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.